You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. This podcast is brought to you by Slaven Dizdarevic and Nikki Simmons. The topic, barefoot running. Oh, what a lovely, nice and sunny day. And after a little rain yesterday, it's perfect to run barefoot. That's true. I remember you last year in running shoes. What made you run without them? Well, to be honest, you were the first one I ever saw running like that last year. And I thought, that's a crazy guy. <laughs> But then I see, I've seen these weird shoes in shops. Those five fingers, I think they're called. And I started to think about trying something else. I also had a lot of knee problems, so I thought a change might help. Yes, people usually turn around and look at me when I run barefoot and think, that's a crazy guy. Uh, have you heard about the new barefoot club down the road? Yeah, actually I joined their program and I had a few lectures on how to run with no shoes. Perfect. Uh, I did a few studies and research on this topic on my own. Are you done with running now? Yeah, I just need to stretch a little bit. Me too. Uh, so how about we go over there and under the tree and maybe exchange some knowledge while stretching and cooling down? Yeah, sure. So, what I found out recently is that humans have been engaged in running, endurance running, for millions of years. But the modern running shoe was only invented in the 70s. And did you know that we were tree climbers before? I climbed trees until today. Yes, and I also know that we started running uh, when woodlands started to disappear. Savannas then offered meat, zebras, antelopes and all kinds of animals that we could catch by constantly chasing them. Yeah. They would overeat if you make them gallop constantly. Uh, and maybe this explains why we are made for endurance running and that we are not very good sprinters. Uh, actually, you see that square over there? Yeah. Even that squirrel is faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yes. That reminds me of a study um, where they brought habitual runners into the lab to see how they use their bodies and feet on a force plate mm -hmm. and also to compare them with shoe runners. And there was one major key finding in their technique. Um, and I guess you might know that. Shoes are often designed to protect our heel and the heel is usually raised up. That leads to many of us landing on our heel while we run, and this is called heel strike. It's like someone hitting you with a hammer on your heel with four to five times the weight of your body, and it was proven that a shoe only absorbs 10% of this impact. I guess that promotes common runner's problems and injuries. That is probably true with injuries, uh, but it's still hypothesis and further studies need to test it. Anyway, my shin splints are gone after I started running barefoot. And it makes sense since barefoot running forces you to land on front of your feet and then bring the heel down. Yeah, that's true. Landing is not completely on the front, mostly fourth and fifth metatarsus. Uh, see here this area under the small finger and one next to it? Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this forefoot strike converts the energy that would otherwise be dead stop, right? Mm -hmm. Vertical acceleration of the leg. It converts that into rotational energy. Uh, I'm not sure if you understand this rotational energy. I think I do. Is that the same as the example they showed us with dropping a pencil vertically down at 90 degrees angle? That would be heel strike. And then dropping a pen at an oblique angle. 
dead stop or dead hit doesn't occur like you mentioned, but it creates this um, rotational energy. Yes, and then the impact forces are much smaller. Exactly as you said. So we completely understand the foot strike mechanic now, right? Yeah, I think so. But we forgot to mention midfoot strike, and that's something between landing on the heel and landing on the front part of the feet. Right, uh, just another number actually that comes up to my mind and that explains why this topic is important. Almost 80% of all endurance runners are heel strikers. So all the marathons that you see out there, lots of people run just on their heels. So lots of shin splints, lots of soft tissue injuries, back problems. I really hope barefoot running convince most of the people. Yeah, and look what I just googled, barefoot or shoe. Shoe has lots of elastic elements in the heel and it slows the rate of loading when heel striking to about 70 body weights per second. However, barefoot runners, or most of them, had about 30 body weights per second. Yes, and the point is that when you run barefoot, you can have magnitudes of loading that are much lower than running in a shoe and rates of loading that are equal to or lower than wearing a shoe, which is why it's comfortable and potentially less injurious. Anyway, what do you find most challenging in barefoot running? Well, my first reaction when I heard about barefoot running was, how am I going to run on the street with no shoes on? That must hurt in general. Same question came to my mind, uh, but very soon I have discovered all the barefoot shoes that are out there on the market. I have to say that their main purpose is to protect your skin, so you can enjoy running longer than when you actually go really barefoot. Uh, Vibram, I think that's how it says, uh, Vibram, is the most known company for producing this type of shoes and most of people know Five Fingers as their main product. Yeah, they're the ones I was saying earlier on how I started using Five Fingers. Um, that they have these funny pockets for your toes, or I usually say like a glove for your feet. Yes. <laughs> I still use them sometimes, but um, there are many other products and I'm slowly thinking there are some e even cheaper options of shoes that are not marketed as barefoot, but are a great substitute for protecting your skin. Actually, I really agree with this and as you see, uh, I already became a real barefoot runner. I don't use any sole protection. Of course, it makes it easier here around the beach where the surface for running is ideal. So, are you running like that on concrete and roads as well? Uh, only when it's a short distance, but I try not to, uh, though I have seen people running like that, but I don't want to go that extreme. What about when you started? How did you go about it? Because I remember I had to start really slowly. Uh, actually, I started too fast and I injured my acute tendons both, which stopped me from running for a while. I had to make sure I did it slowly the next time, literally 100 meters at a time. Yeah, so I guess I probably did it right from the start. <laughs> yeah, you did it right. Well, that's what I suggest to anyone wanting to try barefoot running with the support of barefoot running shoes or without, to start slowly, to have a space to adapt and to see if this is the way to go. Yeah, it's great advice. I think I'll tell all my friends if they want to start that way. That's perfect. Maybe so we can go running again sometime. Definitely. I'll be happy to see you around again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.